0: Hey guys, welcome to the show that gives you the tools you need to break through into all you were created to be, to live your life full of hope and purpose. I'm Pam Ramey, and Jesus Girls, let's find our role. Thank you so much for joining us today, Pam Ramey here, and boy, do we have an awesome show for you! It's a we're going to talk about remarriage, which is something a lot of us have experienced, and how we just sort of navigate through what that looks like. On today's show, we have an amazing couple, Mike and Tara Rouse, with us, and. This is the very first time we have done a show with a couple, which is really, really exciting for us. And I just want to say welcome, Mike and Tara, to Jesus Girl Roar. Thank you for having us, Pam. Thank you. It is so exciting to have you guys on the show today. Thanks for being here. Of course. You're such a cute couple. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. So how long have you guys been married?
1: Um, it'll be two years in April,
0: two years in April, April what? April 9th, April 9th. That's a really great day to have an anniversary Four nine, mm-hmm. Four nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, sometimes remarriage, divorce and remarriage can be such a hard topic to talk about, you know, especially in the church. And, and a lot of, times there's just, it's an area where the enemy can bring so much shame, so much condemnation in a place where Jesus really wants to redeem our lives Mm -hmm. from all of that. So maybe you could just start off and tell us a little bit about your story, how, you know, maybe how you got divorced and how you met one another and really how God brought the two of you together. Sure. Go ahead. Okay.
2: Go ahead. You want me to start? Okay. So yeah, um, I was I had moved to Florida, and that was probably about nineteen years ago now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then started going to the the Life Academy Church. That was probably I'd say like twelve years ago or uh-huh. so. And then I ended up meeting her at the church, but just because she was at the church. So that's kind of how we knew each other's names and faces mm-hmm. and then ended up really reconnecting seriously two years, three years ago, four years ago, somewhere around there.
0: Oh, so you, there was, there you, you, there were many years where you were not connected just at all. Just kind of passing. Yeah. We, okay. we
1: actually met in 2013 mm-hmm. at church and, um, You know, a little background on my situation. After my divorce, um, I just was seeking God, Mm -hmm. you know, um, from the the last podcast that we did. You know, I kind of gotten away from God a little bit, and I got myself back on the right track Mm -hmm. and was just seeking God. And um, so when I was going, you know, to church, I was there solely for Jesus. Mm -hmm.
0: And You were um, not looking for a guy.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Was not looking at all.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so when I met him, it was just, we were friends and I mean, we were just friends and that was it. And it was great. Um, but it was just really cool because it was like at one point, God was kind of like working on my heart a little bit about mm-hmm. the idea of getting remarried. And, um, interesting. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I watched, I told you the whole, the Hallmark movie and I was That's like, right. Oh, <laughs> you know what? That might be fun to get married again someday, but it was not on my heart at all. Mm-hmm. It just was my, my whole focus was just getting Um, close to Jesus, and just whatever he wanted me to do.
0: Tara, that is really so important what you're saying right there, because it sounds like you were in that place where you knew that Jesus had to be your husband. He had to be your everything. He had to be your best friend so that you could be healed to go into another relationship and for that relationship to be healthy and centered around the love of Jesus.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing, too, was like he grew me up with my kids. I was a single mom with three kids, and it was interesting because um, my scripture is the first Corinthians 13, mm-hmm. and it's um, four through eight. And it talks about the love, you know. Love is patient, love is kind. It doesn't envy, it doesn't boast. It's all those things. Right. And um, so that was what I did for my children. Like I learned that by raising my kids and being patient and kind with my kids. How
0: beautiful! And it God was just
1: kind of just growing me in that and so many other things Mm -hmm. before I ever came across Mike. And I didn't have that in my first marriage.
0: So that was a difference right there. It was a big difference. That was a big difference. And um, wow, that is fantastic. So Jesus really became your husband during that season. Yes. And how long was that season for you, Tara?
1: Um, about 10 years. And oh. I, I didn't date. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a desire to date. I had mm-hmm. no, none of that. And, um, and it just, it's, it didn't happen until he and I were in a place where we actually started dating that I actually wanted to date again.
0: Isn't that wonder? Mm-hmm. isn't that something? Yeah. Mike, tell us a little bit about your background.
2: So as far as for me and how, like we kind of ended up together in the way that I see it. When, when we first met, I was going to the, the church and I was trying to really find salvation for the woman I was with who was Muslim
0: Were you trying to to fix, oh, you wanted to...
2: I wanted to, like, I'm trying to find what's the answer, why, like, hard Mm -hmm. questions that you ask. If somebody's raised up in another place with no real access to the gospel, how do we find salvation for these people? Mm. Am I saved? And she's not. What do I do? Mm. And so I just started going to the church, but she wasn't going with me. And I would stay at the very back of the church, kind of like I do now, because I Mm -hmm. don't like being in front of people. Mm -hmm. So I just stayed at the back of the church. And... Over time, just from going to different events at the church, we mm-hmm. kind of became friends. And then that was a person I would occasionally bounce scripture and things that I was reading in the Bible off you of.
0: You became friends with Tara. Yep. Yeah, so you two were able to connect on the Word of God. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that is really awesome. So it sounds like, obviously, God put an end to the relationship with, uh, with this other person. And the two of you were really connected, what connected you was His Holy Spirit.
2: Yeah, that's that's probably what connected us, but that wasn't what brought us together. We're,
0: oh, okay.
2: Because I wasn't interested in anything like that. Uh, I really wasn't. So it was really based off of us just talking and go over different scripture and stuff. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this is going to sound strange, but this was right when the COVID lockdown happened. Mm-hmm. And when the COVID lockdown happened, they took me out of my job. And for about six weeks or so, I wasn't working. That was right when this whole thing happened with my ex. And mm-hmm. I literally went into the woods. Really? Not, not kind of. I you mean, for literally- probably the whole six weeks, I was out there in the woods. I only came out to sleep.
0: Oh, I'd my I'd come goodness. out of there for
2: like one meal a day. And I sat in there and I prayed next to, this, uh, next to a honey tree because there were all these honeybees in there. Oh, and there was goodness. this like little field over there. And I would seriously I'd go out there. I'd listen to scripture. I would dance. And then I would just go and pray because I was in a broken <laughs> place because yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do about my ex. I mm-hmm. didn't know what to do about her son, mm-hmm. you know, who I raised from the time he's two. I didn't know. Like,
0: that's I, that's a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah, And
2: I also, that's from my marriage. Before I had four daughters there mm-hmm. that they're like, I raised them for a little while by myself. But then there was just a lot of pain and and pulling things away from me. But Mm -hmm. that was so that God would do a couple. He was doing, he was preparing me for a couple of things. Um, Put down the flesh.
0: Mm. And the flesh dies hard, doesn't it? It sure does. I was real
2: strong in the flesh. I was a Marine and uh, I believed I could handle everything that was going on around me. Then God said, okay, now you're going to go through an issue with your wife. She's going to go another direction. You're going to have these four girls all by yourself for about three, four years. And we'll see how strong you are. Oh my goodness. I'm not strong.
0: I mean, you're like, you know what? This is not as easy as it looks on a Hallmark movie, right? (laughs) Wow. Let's go back to, uh, that's amazing, Mike, that you were literally for six weeks going out into the woods by yourself just for the sole purpose of seeking God.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think from the time I was old enough to hear, and mm-hmm. I understood that God was a concept mm-hmm. and my mom would explain to me—the love of God, all-knowing, mm-hmm. all-powerful, omniscient, loves everyone—and mm-hmm. then they'd explain to me the concept of hell, and I'd be like, "Because let me get this straight." this God who knows everything I'm going to do before I got here loves me unconditionally, but some of us are just conscripted to hell. Like what is that? And mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to me. And mm-hmm. I had to seek these scriptures upside down, inside out, left, right, top to bottom till I really figured out what he was talking about.
0: Well, let me ask you this before you took that journey into the woods uh, for those six weeks. Did you have a relationship with Jesus? Oh yeah. Oh, so you did, but you like, you need, you knew you needed some stuff broken off oh, of you. Yeah. That is so powerful. That is so powerful. So let's start from the beginning of those six weeks. Fast forward. I mean, yeah, to the end of the six weeks. Where did you start and where do you, what revelation, what changed you during that six weeks? would the, you say
2: the revelation that he gave me is that absolutely everyone is set free in Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> Amen. That's the first thing. I love that. The second revelation he gave me completely is that it is not the will of father that any men should perish. Mm-hmm. And also that hell was not created for man, but for the devil and his angels. Mm-hmm. So he made it very, very clear to me. There's something going on that we don't all understand. Then he gave me this verse, right? Mark three twenty-eight, And he said, read it by itself and don't look at anything else. You need to learn on this. Mm-hmm. That was assuredly. I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemes they may utter. Mm. Hard stop. Mm -hmm. And I just had to sit there and meditate on that, and he wanted me to grasp that because there's some other things in here. Now, (laughs) my background's strange because I was raised Roman Catholic, then I studied under a rabbi for a while, then I went to a Pentecostal church, and it was Mm -hmm. all because I was following these different moves for different things that no religion could explain. Mm -hmm. Well, it all started coming into this freedom. Wow. And she needed it bad Mm -hmm.
0: Tara when he says you needed it bad speak into that what did that mean
1: so um if anyone listened to the last podcast that we did Mm -hmm. um I was talking about my downward spiral and how Mm -hmm. I had gotten away from the Lord for a while and um when I I was trying to come back to the Lord I was really condemned Mm -hmm. I felt Mm -hmm. like um he wouldn't take me back and I did too much,
0: and did you feel like the church was did the church make you feel that way, Tara or do you just did you just feel that way?
1: I think it was more just me feeling mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could hear a message and it would be on grace, but it just really wasn't enough to really convince me mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I was okay.
0: I relate to that
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: as we both talked about in your last show. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: and um, so so basically, um, I spent those ten years. Just seeking God because I i was, I mean, I love the Lord and I wanted him to be present in my life mm-hmm. again. And um, I just, I had so much guilt and condemnation, I couldn't get free from it. So mm-hmm. while he was out in the woods and getting these revelations, mm-hmm. he started reaching out to me and sharing the revelations that God was giving him.
0: Wow and
1: um, it started just freeing me, and I was like, "Wow, mm-hmm. you know, like I needed to hear this
0: oh yeah, and um, and don 't we all mm-hmm. so I would just like to say, this right here, this nugget for all of our audience, if you don 't catch one thing out of this show except for this one thing." You've got to catch this, and that is that we are free from all of our sins, and that's what you're saying, right, Mike? Yes, exactly turn? what I'm saying. Yeah, yes. and there's nothing with—there's there's only one exception.
2: Yeah, that exception is in the very next verse, and it took—he wouldn't let me even go there because he wanted me to have understanding of what this means, so I'll just read them together so they kind of fit. Assuredly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men, and whatever blasphemes they may utter— but he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit comes for one purpose, to let you know, to look onto the cross, to see what Jesus did. And there's nothing you can say that's going to make the Holy Spirit stop testifying Jesus. It's all he does.
0: It's all he does. So if
2: we refuse to hear that message and we don't look onto Jesus, we've now become subject to the God of this world who is Satan. And we've now become his Peace and we mm-hmm. stick with him. That's why it's like, mm-hmm. look, I didn't come to judge. I came to save. But you are already condemned if you don't hear what I'm saying. Because right. the one here, you got. Uh, there's a free escape. A, fr- look, it's, a, free, it's a free escape.
0: It's the great exchange. Yep. It's the great exchange for everything, for for our pain, for his for his freedom, our our ashes for his beauty, Amen. all of it. It's the great Amen. exchange, and. Oh, my goodness. What an amazing story. So now the two of you are communicating. You're coming out of the woods with this great revelation. Tara, you're realizing that the shame and the condemnation that was being put on you was a lie. Yes. That was all a lie. So where did the two of you go from here?
2: Uh, Can I just say this? So, So... I'm talking to her on the phone, and it's getting kind of like, I think I'm attracted to this person. And, and so I she was. She is very beautiful. Yeah. But... So then I was speaking to God, and God says to me, She's mine. Um, right. And yeah. so I had told her, you know, I was just kind of having a conversation with God, and he said, You know, She's mine. That's not what it is. And so, but I said, but it doesn't mean you can't ever be with someone. Because just so you know, I'm fully aware of John 17, where he says, he and I are one. So someone like me, probably you could be with.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love that. I love that. So now Mike is like, oh, I think this is, I'm attracted to this. There's a reason. So So Tara's going to share the reason.
1: Yeah. So um, about... 15 years before this, Mm -hmm. um, when I was kind of just like, God had told me he wanted me to wait like that. I was, that I was his, Mm
0: -hmm. those were the words he used for me.
1: And I was kind of being rebellious at that time. And, and I, and I went on a date with a guy who actually told me, I I can't see you anymore because God told me you're (laughs) his. (laughs) And there's God
0: is consistent with his message. He's very consistent.
1: And you know, and I just was like, what, you know, like, so anyway, that that came to my mind a lot over the years. And I had asked God, I'm like, God, I need a word from someone. Just let somebody give me a word that only you and I know about. Like, there's no way, uh-huh. you know. And so he calls me up and he was like, you know, I'm praying. And like, God just gave me this word for you. He wanted me to tell you, you're, he's, you're his.
0: Oh, wow. And it like,
1: oh my gosh, like that I just, beautiful. it just like, um, it just broke it broke a you. A lot of stuff in me. broke that, a lot
0: of things over you. Yeah,
1: that I needed to hear. And um, so it was just really awesome. And it was at that moment, like, it was funny because he he felt like an attraction for me. And it was like that same morning, like, I woke up and I was like, I think I like Mike. <laughs> it was weird. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh.
0: And it this was so is weird. after you had known each from your original meeting quite a few years, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah quite a few. So you start dating. You start dating and not really, no, No. not real. That's not no, but we're attracted.
2: Kind of. We were just, we were having conversations back and forth, but then I was still out in the woods. Right. Okay. I was just dealing with what I was dealing with and Mm -hmm. God was dealing with me. And then, uh, do you want to tell the story of how you got invited back to the honey tree? Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) I'll try to make this short, but, um, he had come over and we had like a little Bible study Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, this is so awesome. You know, and the next morning I get a phone call and it was from my doctor and the doctor told me that I had cancer Hmm. and it was, Mm -hmm. there was no explanation. There was no, um, you know, it's going to be okay. There was Mm -hmm. no, I had no other answer except that, that I needed to go see a specialist. Wow. And, um, so at that point, this whole thing between me and him, I'm like, "Oh, that's gonna have to go to the side mm-hmm. it, it's just not gonna be a thing mm-hmm. and um and it really confused me because you know, Mike was like checking all the boxes of mm-hmm. things that I had asked God for years ago mm-hmm. if he wanted me to get married again. Mm-hmm. It was only they'd have to make he'd have to meet all these things that I had put on a list, mm-hmm. and you know Mike had checked all the boxes, so I was like, what is happening but I was like I guess that wasn't God because what's this?
0: That must have been such a confusing and devastating time yes, for you. I, it was. Yeah.
1: It was it was horrible. And um my son Noah, mm-hmm. you know when I got that call, he's such an angel and blessing from God. Um, um I've met
0: and he certainly is. He's
1: wonderful. <laughs>
0: Hi Noah. <laughs> hey Noah.
1: <laughs> so um but he literally, you know, when I gave him the news, he was just like You need to stand on the word of God. He goes, you know, he just started speaking healing scriptures to me. I
0: love that. Because Mm. over
1: those years, you know, I was teaching my kids about healing and just everything about Jesus, you Mm -hmm. know. So he had that word in him. And I was just like, I was so thankful that he spoke that to me because the fear came in. Mm -hmm. The second I got that call, I had fear come on me and Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it. Mm -hmm. And it was out of the blue. And um, my son just really brought me to a place of peace where I could start standing my ground. Mm-hmm. And um, Mike calls, and you know, and I've just got this news, and I'm not really wanting to have a conversation. And mm-hmm. he, he could tell something was wrong, and I was like, I just need prayer. Can you just pray for me? I don't want to get into it. Can you pray for me? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got your answer. God says you, you already know the answer. I
2: felt a physical check. I felt a physical check on my stomach of the Holy Spirit going, really? I already answered
0: Oh, isn't that awesome? Yeah. That's exactly what you needed to hear.
2: It's exactly what I needed yes. to hear. She didn't take it, though. She was like uh, Gideon. Oh.
0: Yeah. Uh, hiding in the hole. I, because, You're, no, wait, I'm not yeah, a mighty warrior? Yeah.
1: Because, well, what I wanted was, you know, a real prayer. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, no, you know, like, in the name of Jesus, you know, I bind whatever. You know, like, I wanted a real, <laughs> like, I wanted a prayer. Yeah. And he was like, you already know. And I was just not, like. Because of where I was in my walk with the Lord, I needed something stronger in my mind. Because that was just my mindset at that time.
2: Mm -hmm. She also wasn't telling me what was wrong. She just said I got a bad report. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, whatever you prayed about, that was your answer. She asked me to pray again, and I got another physical check. She got her answer. So I said, all right, I've been told twice now you got your answer. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's like, I don't care. You got to pray. I said, well, if you want me to pray, you're going to tell me what it is that's going on. (laughs) And she goes... Well, I just—I'm not going to go into it, but I got a bad report, and we're just going to leave it at that. Hmm. And uh, I immediately just said, "It's a lie," like not even a anything. I love
0: that first response, Mike, because that first response is so powerful. Yeah, it got me through. It got Mm -hmm.
1: him, him, and my son and my daughter was praying as well. Once she got the news, she got her. She was living in Tampa at the time. Got the whole Mm -hmm. church to pray for me, Um, and Mike just being like would not leave my side. Wow. Would not leave my side from that moment.
0: When you and said you had that check, Mike, did you just know that you knew that you knew that it was done? It was done. Did, like, did fear try to get on all no, over you? not at all. Not at all. Did, not
2: even a little. The, what I, the Holy Spirit told me she got her answer. And mm-hmm. whatever it was that your answer was, I don't know what it was and I don't mm-hmm. know what you prayed for. I don't know because I don't know mm-hmm. what you're talking about, but I know you got your answer and mm-hmm. that's that.
0: That's that. And that's that you were healed.
1: Yeah, um, like God was so good through the whole thing, and you know I had to go to the doctor and get some checkups, and and <laughs> and you know God can use the most unusual situations uh-huh. to bring about some great news, and Veronica,
2: uh, right. yeah, okay.
1: and uh, but yeah, I had a, a doctor that was not what I expected when when I saw um, her, but anyway, besides all that, when I got the report, it was you know she was she gave me a good report. She says that's not cancer. And, um, and so like, I was like, yeah, because when we went into the, when we went into the office, um, they were immediately like the the doctor's office was trying to hand me uh, blankets Mm -hmm. and like, here you go, honey, you know, like for Mm -hmm. cancer patients, here you go. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not taking that blanket. Yeah. I'm not taking it. And he was like, start praying for everyone in the room. Mm -hmm. And so I did. I just started praying for everyone in the room and I got that report And, um, I did have to go get a a procedure done, but, Mm -hmm. you know, praise God though. Like everything is, is good. He literally kept me like strong in my faith though. I love that. If, if I didn't have him and the support that I had with my son and my daughter and the prayers that I had, I don't know that I could have walked that through without falling into fear because it was a constant in Mm -hmm. my ear thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But God is so good. And like, it just, that's how really we got together. Mm -hmm. Because he never left my side during that whole time. I love that. And we,
2: he told me not to.
0: Yeah. He did. Yep. He did. And were you happy he told you not to? It sounds like you have a big smile on your face when you say that, Mike. Yeah.
2: Just to be (laughs) hearing from him and know what was going on, right? So it's interesting. As we're out there, we're at the honey tree, and it's Mm -hmm. literally, I'm calling it the honey tree because I had a Jeep at the time. You had to drive way back in the woods through Mm -hmm. this mud, and you get to kind of like a clearing that's in the middle of all this madness in Orlando, Uh but it's total peace. There's nothing there but God and this space. And uh, so we go out there, we get out of the Jeep, and we're walking over to where the thing is, and I'm there every day praying, talking to God, and I said to her plainly, because the presence of God was there, I said, take your shoes off, you're on holy ground. I love that. And she looked at me like I was joking because we're in the middle of the woods Mm and sticker bushes and everything. I was not joking. Take your shoes off. Right? So she takes her shoes off and then we start to pray. I'd never prayed in the spirit before in tongues. I Mm -hmm. knew I was baptized in the spirit, but God Mm -hmm. never released the gift because he wouldn't do it until she prayed for me. Wow. To give me a message. And then when I was telling her that that's a lie, that's because God gave me a dream that was out in the future. Mm-hmm. And she and it was an end times dream. And she was in it healing people like miraculously. And I even know where that place is now. I know where that mm. dream was. And it was somewhere here. And I had that dream down in Florida. But I showed her. I'm like, that's the wall. Wow. Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this God is all just so crazy. Cool. God just has a plan for everything that yes, he's doing. Yes, he does. But I promise you, if I met her when I was 21. hmm the same reasons, the same reasons she chose to. The, the, it's time for a divorce. Probably mm-hmm. would have been the same thing because I was so dumb then. <laughs> <I know>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what I'm really hearing you both say was that when you, after you both went through divorces and very and and painfully so mm-hmm. with, you know. Mike, you raising four daughters and Terry, you being a single parent to your three children that you both really kind of there was a point where you just separated yourself from from having a relationship with anybody and just seeking your relationship with Jesus.
2: Yes and no. Mm-hmm. She did that. I had the four girls, but I was still seeking a relationship, and that was with the woman that was Muslim, and then mm-hmm. that's what brought me into seeking the freedom that God has for mm-hmm. everybody, and mm-hmm. then literally digging into other books and finding it, mm-hmm. but that, and then it wasn't for that situation, it was for witnessing. Wow. And I've used it over the things he's taught me. There are things that I then go and witness to people. Like I'll show the virgin birth in the Quran. I wouldn't know where that was if I hadn't went through that stuff. If I stayed married to my first wife and everything worked out, I Mm -hmm. never would have grown. I never, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have fallen on the rock and broke. Mm -hmm. It would have went all the way to the end of my life. And then it would have been crushed to powder because I wouldn't have got there.
0: Wow. That is a powerful word. That is a powerful word. So let me ask the two of you, because I'm looking at truly a power couple for the kingdom. You really are. There's such a light about the two of you. And so as you got married, now you both have adult children, correct, at that time. How easy was it for you to navigate into a new marriage and to navigate and to reject the lies of shame, to reject those lies of the enemy from condemnation. And as you were reading that verse, Mike, that we, that Jesus has set us free from Every single one of our sins, every single one of our sins. Um, And one thing that you also said, Tara, was that your past experiences, and you just said it, Mike, too, that it really prepared both of you for each other and for your relationship with each other. So talk to us a little bit about now you've decided to get married and how did you navigate through that? How How was that part of your relationship?
2: a real quick my mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. i rushed into something maybe not the right way the first time and then god had to grow me up through that mm-hmm. and seriously at the point you're looking at the right person that god selected all the paths just click 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 Click, click. click yeah yeah he doesn't the, the, all of a sudden the roadblocks aren't there For i real. love
0: that. that that is that is a really good word That is such a good word. How about you, Tara? Yeah,
1: I feel the same way. Like it was, it's easy. Like (laughs) there's nothing hard about it. And my first marriage, I couldn't say that. Mm
0: -hmm. It was, Mm -hmm. it
1: was just, it was, I mean, it's, there's no comparison.
0: Isn't God good, it's
2: Mike? because we equally lean on Jesus. She's not seeking to fill the hole in her heart mm. with me. It's already filled with Jesus, and I come in and help a little, and <laughs> vice versa. That way, if I was relying everything on her, I'm leaning on the arm of man either way, and she knows it that way too, and that also lets us be free in each other.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. That's such a powerful word. Mm-hmm. That's, That's such awesome. a powerful word. I le- You know, it's so rare that you hear somebody say marriage is just easy mm-hmm. i love that you said that but it's it's because you're not you're not expecting each other to complete
2: you Heck no mm-hmm. it's a three-strand cord and we're the weak elements jesus is the strong yeah. element we hold on tightly to him and yeah. he's the vine and we're different branches that are like like this mm-hmm. and she's holding them. we just happen to be touching right like Here's the vine, but we're like
0: this. I love. They're holding up. They're holding hands right now and holding their. That they're the, and that's it. Because I think so many times in a relationship, we're looking for another person to be our other half, and and to complete us. And that's just the that's that just doesn't work, does it? It's
2: impossible.
0: It's impossible. It It does not work. So let me ask you this: You've been married almost for two years, and you've had you know, different experiences that brought you together, has the enemy tried to attack you specifically with shame, unworthiness, or condemnation about divorce and remarriage? And if the answer is yes, what have you done about that?
2: For me, it had to do with my children in both situations. Mm-hmm meaning my four daughters Mm -hmm. that we went through because even though things didn't work out, I'm just as much to blame as her and everything we wear, we wear that equally. Mm -hmm. It just didn't work out. And now she's awesome and has them. So that's all good. And then from the second relationship, we didn't end up getting married, but we spent so much time together that Mm -hmm. I was like, I basically raised her son Mm -hmm. and you get after those two broken relationships and then the splintering and the shattering of the families, as much as I love my daughters, they live in New Jersey. As much yeah. as I love Sammy, he lives in Florida, mm-hmm. and now as those they are and there's stuff that they want to do with their mom, and then there's another, you know, that just the mm-hmm. splinters of that, and you start really thinking on that. But at, at the same time, if you really look inside, you go, okay, this is what God was looking for in the first place—that these things mm-hmm. would not happen, and had we not went through these things, we don't know how to really talk them out and then walk people out. Yeah, boy, that's a good, that's so true. Yeah, I, I, and I'll let you talk in just a second on this, but this is like one of the things that I deal with. And never, ever, anybody asks me anything about, should I get a divorce? Mm-hmm. Do you know, I always say no. Oh yeah. A hundred percent of the time. And here's why, because I feel like if you found that person that let's say they, they meet 75% of your needs mm-hmm. and then you'll find someone that's filling that other 25% gap and you're willing to leave that person to go find that other 25%. Soon as you move in with them, you're going to realize the other 75%, they only had like half of that. So that's now right. you're really lacking and yeah. it keeps on getting worse. Yeah. And why? Cause you're seeking after what you want, not what the father wants, because we've got things that are pushed to us from the world and ideas that yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's
0: a, that's a good word. That's a good word, Mike. Terry, you wanting to say? You wanting to say something?
1: Um, I don't really have any um, guilt or condemnation about the remarriage because I knew it was mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. I knew that I knew it was God, and um, so
0: I didn't really have that the same
1: situation that Mike had.
0: Did you have uh, anybody in your lives? Because this also can be really hard. Who just wants to bring it up to you all the time or remind you of any uh, of those, you know, past choices that you made? Did you have any family members or friends or were you kind of did you have a good support system?
2: No, I didn't have anybody that brought that stuff up to me cuz I brought it up to me more than anyone could. And you know what? And you know what? You
0: you know what, Mike? You make such a good point because people who f- <laughs> do feel like they need to constantly remind us of our past or our shortcomings, they you know what? We have, we don't need anybody to remind us of our, of our shortcomings. Do we, no. we can do a good enough job on our own. And so if you're listening, if you're listening, that is a word because Amen. we just, yeah, uh, we need to give each other grace and, and help each other get to the next place, get to the, yep. go deeper, go deeper into our, our walk of love with Jesus. Um, do you have any, you know, just final words that maybe any words that you could speak to somebody that maybe is dealing with shame over uh, over remarriage over divorce? Do you have a, do you have a word that you could just uh, encourage somebody with?
2: Assuredly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemes they may utter. If it is fear, guilt or control, it's of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And if it's of the enemy, the enemy is defeated. You have to not listen to him like Jesus and the father. They want to take up residence in your heart and until you let them. Believe me when I tell you, the devil's just sitting there and he won't stop talking until you move it's in. It's like God. a little
0: chihuahua. He
2: never stop. <laughs> yep, yep,
0: yep, 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 yep. Yeah, isn't that true? That is the word right there, isn't it? Isn't it, Mike and Tara, that mm-hmm. he has, there is nothing, not one sin, nothing we have ever committed that we are not forgiven for. Amen. And our, our, our responsibility is to believe that is to know that so that Jesus is going to get what he paid for because he took every single one of our sins to the cross with him 2000 years ago.
1: Amen.
2: You want to see one more? Just how free Jesus makes us—it's oh, unbelievable. Yes. And and I got drawn to this because in Matthew five seventeen, it's not one jot or tittle the law will pass away until all the law is complete. And the law keepers like to lean on that to put condemnation on people. Mm-hmm. But if you just go two more verses down, you see the peace and joy in Jesus. Right? He says. Whoever, therefore, breaks one of the least of these commandments. So he just said, whoever breaks one of the least of the the things that I say, whoever breaks one of the least of these Mm -hmm. things that I said, and teaches men to do so. So he just said, people who break the things that I said, and teach men to also go and break the things that I said, Mm -hmm. they will be the least of them in heaven. Wow. He didn't put them in hell. He said, they're the least of them in heaven. How strong is that? That is strong. That's love that we don't have as humans.
0: That is, that is powerful. You're right. That is the love of God. I, you know, there is nothing. That I love that. You know, if you, if we, we ascend to the mountaintops, He is there. there. If we make our bed in hell, He he's is there. there because He loves us. Amen. And as you said, He's <laughs> always pursuing us, always pursuing us with His love. Well, I feel like we could just talk for hours. Uh, I could talk for hours with you too. I love this topic. I think it's, it's so important to, to talk about this and to talk about the freedom that we have in Jesus. We have complete total freedom.
2: Yes, we do. He is our Prince
0: of Peace. We do not need to be, we do not need to be living in fear. We do not need to be living in shame and condemnation because He said, if you're in me, that stuff is all gone. You don't. Yeah. Have, there is no more shame or condemnation. So why don't we go ahead and make a declaration over this truth that is so powerful? And Mike and Tara, why don't you lead us through this declaration? And Jesus, girls and guys, I want for you to repeat after Mike and Tara. And when you say these words. Speak them with intention, remembering this, that your words are containers of power. And when you send them out, they are like seeds going into the soil of your heart to plant a harvest, what will eventually produce a harvest. So these, what you're setting in motion is your own destiny right now of what you believe about Yourself and what we want you to believe about yourself is what Jesus believes about you. you. So, um, why don't you lead us through the declaration, you guys?
1: Sure. Okay. I,
0: I declare, declare I am set, set free from, from all, all of my, my sins. I decree that I am set free from all of my sins because every ugly thing,
2: thing I've, I've ever, ever said done or, or done, done, done
0: is forgiven.
2: I, back, I read that backwards.
0: <laughs> I, look, let's do that line again because that's so good.
1: <laughs> because every ugly thing I've ever said or done is forgiven.
0: Because every ugly thing I have ever said or done is forgiven.
1: Because Jesus said so.
0: Because Jesus said so. That last part, because Jesus said so. Because
2: Jesus said so.
0: Because Jesus said so. It's red letters. It's red letters. (laughs) He said so. He said so. I love that. I love that. (laughs) So, listen. If you feel yourself crushing under the weight of shame or condemnation because of divorce, because of remarriage, because of anything you've gone through You got to, you've got to be declaring over yourself and remembering that Jesus has set you free from all of your sins. You are set free, but you're not going to experience that freedom unless you believe it. Amen. Amen. Like Mike was saying, when he went out into the woods, you got revelation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah.
0: revelation changed you.
2: It definitely did. And I'll tell people, sometimes you'll be put in hard places by God. Don't be afraid to be there at all because there's fellowship and suffering. And if you don't mm-hmm. let it make you bitter, you'll get much better.
0: Wow. Amen. That's a good word. That's Ooh, a good word. Yeah. Whew. Well, you know what? Before we head out, we're going to just real quick. Uh, just talk about moving our body because we are spirit, mind and body mm-hmm. and God wants us to be healthy so because he wants us to take care of our temple so that we can get out and be busy about the things that he has for us to do so you know Mike I know you're an ex-marine and it's obvious that you work out what do you like to do just to stay fit and
2: I like to run Uh, I'll probably run anywhere from three to five times a week not very far but enough to just get your head straight Mm -hmm. and when I'm in a trail because I don't like running around other cars. Mm-hmm. You just connect with God because you're watching nature and you're just watching the peace that's around you. The peace that surpasses mm-hmm. understanding that as crazy as the world is, if you just sit down and you look around you, you're usually a peace. You just don't yeah. realize it. Kingdom living.
0: Yeah. So what I'm, you say, what I'm hearing you say is that when you run, that's kind of your, you know, your alone time with God. That's a really sacred time for you where you just can get just with, with God, you and God.
2: Yeah. Hundred percent. I love
0: that. I love that. I am not real big on running. Um I prance. I you know, so I always end up with shin splints. So but you know, I do like a good power walk. And that can clear your head too. And I love that too. I just you know, hanging out with God and what do you like to do, Tara?
1: Um, I do a lot of Pilates and just weights, my
0: girl, Yeah,
1: (laughs) and I do it just, um, I feel better and I want to stay strong longer, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't want to be, you know, older and have hip problems and all the different things that come with age. So I just try to keep myself fit as I can so that, you know, I'm not a burden on anyone in the future.
0: And also, you know, it it feels good. You feel better after you, Definitely. yeah, after you move your body because God created us that way. True. You know, you get that nice endorphin rash, that wonderful little hormone that likes to skip and jump all through your body, going, <laughs> whee, there we are. Change your Amen. changes your mood, and is the body's natural painkiller. So yeah. it's a you know it's a gift. It's really a gift from God to be able to to just move our body. And so, hey, I you know what? Thanks for sharing those. Tips. So Jesus girls and guys, you know, get out on the trail, spend some time with God, whatever you're doing, dancing around your house, grabbing some weights like Tara likes to do, doing some Pilates, just get yourself moving because it's going to make you feel better. And I'll tell you what, every single time we get together. God is teaching us new ways to find our roar, that power and authority that He has placed on the inside of us, that overcoming spirit that He's placed on the inside of us. And today, it has been that Jesus has forgiven you of all of your sins. He says in 1 John 1 9, if you ask me to, if you confess your sins, I'm faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. He wants to do that. He's in love with you. He's crazy about you. And so we are just so excited that we had such a wonderful, two wonderful guests on today. Mike and Tara Rouse, you're amazing. And, you know, if you need prayer... Uh, for this reason, if you're struggling with shame or, or fear or anything, we would love to pray for you. And we're going to drop that information in the bio section. We also have some declarations for 2023 that we would love for you to declare over yourself. We're going to drop that information in the bio section and just, you know, drop us a line and we'll send you those declarations. And every time we get together, we are, as I said, looking, we're finding those new ways to roar, uh, With every single thing that God has for us. We'll see you next time on Jesus Girl Roar. We love you. Jesus is crazy about you. And Mike and Tara Rouse, thanks so much for being with us today. We love you you. guys.